Welcome to the Chinese Medicine Podcast with your host Marie Hopkinson, Chinese Medicine Practitioner. Hi, welcome back to the Chinese Medicine Podcast and on today's episode I'm joined by Dr. Simon Feeney. He's um, the Director of Empirical Health and a Chinese Medicine Physician and um, he's going to talk to us today about quality and safety with Chinese herbal medicines and the state of that, our industry in Australia. So welcome, Simon. Thank you very much for having me, Marie. Awesome. Yeah, this is so cool. Yeah, and we're in beautiful Melbourne today. Um, you can probably see the nice view out the window. Um, it's such a great little city here, well, a big city. <laughs> um, and what we want to talk about today is the different kinds of Chinese medicines that um, you might be able to um, get your hands on from different practitioners and the different qualities that are around with Chinese herbs. So Simon's an expert in that field and he also has um, founded his business, Empirical Health Herbs. So do you want to give our listeners a little bit of a background of how you got into the yeah, herbs business? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, um, you know, as a, as a clinician, we were, I was practicing in clinic and wanted to get better and better quality herbs for my patients, um, for my friends, for my family. and. So I started searching around for the best quality herbs I could find mm. um, and, you know, got to a certain level where it was, well, this, you know, okay, this needs some sort of certification or as, you know, we've started, the, the organic industry started coming up, um, this wild crafting industry started coming up, which is just herbs that are harvested in the wild. Um, and, you know, obviously this, this has a better quality, not only therapeutically, but also, you know, from, mm. from a safety point of view, lots of issues that are happening in the environment at the moment, you know, heavy metal contamination, lots of use of chemicals, pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, all these sort of things. Mm. So, um, and, you know, it's, it was a growing concern in, in, in China and also f for, for, for Australia yeah. as well, um, well, internationally really, mm. yeah. Um, so in order to find um, those better quality herbs, I just started making, just started mm. searching and searching and searching for the best quality herbs. Mm. And I, you know, now we have an international community. Mm. Um, thanks to the internet, mm. <clears throat> we were able to access those things. And so I came across um, a company in the United States and called Springwind. Yeah. And um, a, a fellow, the director's name's Andy Ellis. So Andy Ellis um, yeah, and I connected to each, each other. And um, yeah, we started working, collaboration, collaborating with him and to, to bring some of those herbs into Australia. So, awesome. yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Um, and so Simon's company is the first company in Australia to bring in um, a certain level of standard um, that well, didn't exist before your company has brought that in, right? Yeah, there were some companies prior to us that were doing um, uh, pesticide tests um, due to some of the other standards that were happening in Taiwan um, and in China, but um, we were the first people to bring in uh, uh, herbs that were completely free of pesticides, so yeah, wow. yeah, non-detectable yeah. levels. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And look, some people probably watching the podcast may, may take the herbs in lots of different ways. So um, herbs come in like pills and powders and they can be pre-packaged or your practitioner might um, like make them up individually for you or you, some people even watching this may buy Chinese medicines just like in their, in their Chinatown and yeah, buy those kinds of yeah. things. So um, can you tell us a little bit of um, like What's, what would be the difference between like people getting um, in terms of like, the potential for pesticides and toxicity in herbs that they might just buy off the shelf in their local Chinatown, let's say, to mm. getting herbs from a practitioner? 
Yeah, I mean, most of the most of the herbs in the conventional world are grown grown with pesticides. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, well, there's, sorry, there's pesticides put on the herbs, mm. and and sometimes with with fertilizers yeah. as yeah. well, obviously. As with foods, most as with foods, like exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing with the food industry as it is in the herb industry. You have this sort of conventional mm. thing, and then you have these, um, you know, this sort of mm. organic um, uh, industry. Mm. So. Uh, unless something comes with some sort of certification, in mm. in the sense of you know, in in Australia it's the Australian Certified Organic, mm -hmm. or you know, or connected with the United States, um, with this, the the certification over there, that's one way of knowing for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I by no, I don't mean just written organic. I mean it actually has to have the you know the the ACO mm. stamp on it, which means that 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 company is being audited by the Australian yeah. certification. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what what's the testing that you do in your what makes your company special? Well, we, we, there was no standards, and yeah. so there's there's really no uh, safety standards in Australia for for yeah. just herbs dispensed over the you know from, mm. by by practitioners uh, in, in in Australia. Uh, obviously, we're all regulated by by the, mm. the government, but but then they there was no standard for these these herbs. Yeah. So we decided to set our own standard. Um, so we built this policy called the three-tier testing policy. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So um, what's the what's the tiers? So <laughs> basically, so we, we we what we're trying to do is just create as much transparency as possible. So whatever your your uh, a practitioner is trying to buy from a wholesaler, mm. um, we just basically want to show you exactly what you're buying and mm. be completely clear about that. So the first tier is A grade, which just means it's a conventional herb. So it doesn't come with any certificate saying it definitely has no pesticides. It's just we don't, mm. you know, we, we, we can't say that this has or hasn't been grown with pesticides mm. or not. So we just call it A grade. It's conventional, but most importantly, it's the correct species. Mm. Quite often, mm. there's a lot of adulteration with herbs. Yeah. People using cheaper herbs to call it the same thing. There's a lot of confusion around that. Yeah. So we're trying to clarify that. Yeah. So that's that's. I mean, that's an amazing thing that no one's ever done in Australia before. Yeah. Um, and so that that way. If, if you're meant to be getting a particular herb and some practitioners wouldn't even know um, they just because no. they're told by the company that this is the herb so they think they're using the right herb but they're not actually even really using the right herb and it's not just that one practitioner it's it, it's it's thousands of people that have been yeah. touched by yeah. some of these things right yeah there's lots of reasons why there's adulterations yeah. it could just be misidentification from species or uh, you know southern and northern varieties yeah. of something um, the species quite often yeah. change, but the but the genus oh, sorry yeah. the genus might be changed, but then the species will be yeah. different. Yeah. Um, in some cases, there'll be historical use for that. In other cases, yeah. just it's literally just a mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's it's amazing how far the mistake can go back, yeah. and how um, so it's it's yeah. our job to make sure that whatever we're saying that herb is is actually the herb that the practitioner yeah. thinks. That's yeah. just that's just step one. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> so that's, yeah, but that's still a big it's step, the first right? Step. That's a massive yeah, that's step. the first yeah. step. It's a massive step, okay. but that's the first yeah. step. So double A. So that's so double A is a, is a sort of a semi-tested herb. So it's something that that hits a is tested for about two hundred and sixty-seven mm -hmm. pesticides. Um, so it's a sort of a, it's a it's a it's a Chinese pharmacopoeia standard. Mm -hmm. That is actually a okay. standard. Um, and which, but it's not saying that they're not detectable. They're not grown with with. They're not. There's not pesticide being sprayed on the herbs. It's just that they're at an acceptable level. That's safety. It's okay. a safe level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a safe level to consume yeah. on a regular basis. Okay. And it's yeah. um, it's it, it, just to put it into perspective how high that standard actually is. So Australian certified organic typically t tests for 126 pesticides. Yeah. This standard is 276. Wow. So yeah. even that standard is is much higher than the certification. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, but the difference between pesticide testing and organic farming are two different two different yeah, things, which yeah. Yeah, just more complicated issues. Yeah. Um, so that's the second tier testing. So, and then the third tier is is basically all the other two 
plus a third test. So in in the test of the two hundred seventy six, it can be an in house test, mm. but but then of course you know companies can unfortunately you know do mm. have vested interest in falsifying these documentation. Mm. So we then take it to an independent laboratory. It's one of the top labs in the United States, um, and it's tested independently. So so there's no vested interest in the mm. results of these these tests, yeah, right. and it's tested for over four hundred pesticides, between four hundred and four four hundred eight pesticides. Wow. But the difference is what we're doing is that mm. it has to come back with a non detectable level. Mm. Absolutely not detectable. Right. Wow. So yeah. this is different. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And that, that's amazing. That's a guarantee. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So for people that um, maybe they're watching this and they're thinking, I'd love to be getting those kind of herbs. How would they know if their practitioner can is using those kinds of herbs? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they can ask their practitioner those questions. They can ask the questions. You yeah. know, how do you know that? You know, how do you know the safety of your herbs? Mm. Um, you know, what kind of? You know, do you have any documentation? Mm. Practitioners will often say, "Oh, don't worry, I've got the best herbs." But you know, the mm. the the, 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 the the patient, you know, is well within their rights to to mm. request that information. Um, so, you know, we will, um, you know, be sort of. It's it's hard for us to say, you know, we can guarantee that this practitioner is using all these safe mm. herbs. Mm. We're trying to do that, mm. um, but it's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a project that we're working on to yeah. say this is a, this we can we vouch for this person. Yeah, but. We we aren't an association where there's no standard that we're associated with, so it's it's a little bit presumptuous mm. for us to do that. Mm. So we, we you know we've got to be careful yeah. not to not to be too self righteous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, it's up to the practitioner to yeah. do the best that they can to to find the the best quality and give yeah. the patients the best that they can. And so, and most yeah. practitioners do care about yeah. that. They want that you know they they know that that mm. they're therapists and they mm. they started they got into this profession because mm. they care. Mm. And and you'll find that the more people know about this, is, this, mm. uh, the, this is actually available, the mm. more the more people will say, "Wow, this is great! I've been waiting for this a long time," and they'll come on mm. board. And it's mm. really exciting to see that change mm. in the industry. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it just wasn't available before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just a lot of people don't know, and that's why we're doing this podcast. We want people, more people to know what's available, and um, yeah, that there are different options out there. So we'll put the link to um, Simon's business and um, and the stuff that you've been talking about in the description below. People can go and have a read up of your AAA testing. Yeah, themselves. they can always read Be about informed. those policies yeah. and what we have, and we're always open to hear, yeah. you know help people understand That's the industry yeah. as much as possible. Right. Yeah. Right. So one of the questions that patients um, might not be aware of um, are sometimes like they might have the right. Um, one of the things patients aren't sometimes aware of, I guess, is um, they might take the herbs. Like they go and see their practitioner, they get the diagnosis, they get the herbs given to them, and then they come back and they say, "Oh, the herbs didn't really work that well." Um, or they did, you know, they they didn't get the result they were looking for, or something like that. And so they think, oh, the herbs didn't work. And maybe they don't even come back and see their practitioner. They just throw the rest of the bottle in the bin, or whatever. And that their practitioner doesn't even know that. And so, um, in the patient's mind, they think of oh, the Chinese medicine didn't work. Yeah. Um, one of the issues sometimes is that they might have they might have been given the right formula, like prescribed the right herbs, but. The, the format in which the herbs they were taken might not be right. Yeah, that's um, true. So can you give us a little example about how that might work? Yeah, so, I mean, it depends on the, the, the sort of process that people go through. So typically we have, you know, the diagnosis. So if that's correct, and we yeah. assume, you know, we do extensive training to get our yeah. diagnosis correct. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, we together, we've done nine years each, you know, just, yeah. to, just, to, just to, as doing our, our, yeah. our, our studies. Um, and then... Um, and then the herb ID is correct, so the, mm. the practitioner is aware of this herb identification. 
um, then they look at the quality of the herb, the quality of discernment, they say, yep, this is really good quality, it's a safe herb, etc., mm. etc. Um, and then this comes down to this administration of the herbs. Yeah. So there's different forms of administration of the herbs. Yeah. Um, so these days we have a, a granulation, which is basically an extract that's mixed in with water um, and taken like that. It can mm -hmm. come in single form or in formula form. Mm. Um, and or, or you can get the, the raw herbs, which mm -hmm. is basically just all the, the barks and twigs yeah. and leaves and everything like that. Mm. Obviously, this is you know very strong medicine. And the patient can cook that up. Mm. Um, and then there's the pill form, capsule form, um, mm. all sorts of other ways mm. of administrating, tinctures, all sorts of stuff. Mm. Um, but the original way that the Chinese medicine was practiced over these 2,000 years was was this soup way of doing yeah, things. Right. So what's called tan or decoction, yeah. san, which is a powder, mm. and a wan, which is a pill. Mm. So these different forms of administration act differently in the body. And that's where the art of Chinese medicine really comes in. Mm. <clears throat> a good way of explaining it is it's like cooking. You know, so when you, if I was gonna, if you said, I said, oh, come over and let's have some pasta together. Mm. You'd expect me to make all the pasta, mm. cook it properly, put the salt in the water, wait yeah. a particular time, wait till it was al dente, strain it out, mm. mix the sugo in and the, the mm. sauce and, and, and then serve yeah. it on a plate. <clears throat> when we do this, that's the, that's the whole thing, you know, we mm. put all the sticks and we put them in, we boil it up, we have particular ways of cooking it mm. and it'll elicit different, different uh, synergy and it'll create different, um, uh, different connections with those herbs. Mm. New, new compounds will be created when you take one herb and you mix it with the other yeah, in right. the same way as you put, you know, uh, uh, salt on your eggplant yeah, or yeah. you know many examples mm. like that so it'd be very different if I gave you a, a, a cake for your birthday mm. and I just put some bag of flour on the table and yeah. cracked an egg for you and uh, you know put a little bit of sugar on the side and, and like some chocolate and, and said so, you know we all sang happy birthday to you and yeah. then you had to eat that one you know, spoon of flour and then yeah. just mix it up in your mouth it's going to taste very different and your experience yeah. is going to be very different. We might not be friends anymore. <laughs> you not be friends anymore, yeah. But, you know, we would certainly yeah. get a good, at least yeah. one hip hip array. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's very yeah. similar the way that it's administered to the patient. So mm. If you want to maximize the effect of a, of a formula, of a herb, you know, you do need to incorporate that artistry. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, those checks and balances, as I said, you know, diagnosis, okay, that's, that's mm. one thing. The, the, the herb identification, mm. that's another thing. Um, the, the, the quality of the herb, that's another thing. And the administration, mm. if all these things are, you know, if they, all these things are correct, there's thousands of years of people mm. using these formulas to treat these conditions. Mm. It's going to work. Yeah. It's yeah. going to work. It's not a matter of, oh, do I need to believe that it's going to work? Mm. It works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's no question about it. Yeah. This is not a, a cultural thing. Yeah. This, is a, this is a practical medicine that's being used to treat serious conditions for yeah. many 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 years yeah so yeah. yeah so it's important to um to, to know that that sometimes yeah. um not not every formula should be given out as a tablet or a pill not every formula no. should be given out as a powder or as a yeah. even as a decoction maybe. yeah and yeah. as a patient yeah. you should be guided by the advice of your practitioner mm. and mm. you you know you want to find a practitioner who is able to have that diversity mm. in their thing you know yeah. you shouldn't worry so much as a patient oh well oh it's too hard for me doing this and doing that let, mm. That's why you have gone to seek your practitioner, you, you, you've gone to them mm. for that, that advice mm. and it's their duty of care to give you the best mm. advice and, mm. and, and so it's very important to yeah. take that advice on yeah, as yeah. a patient. Yeah. yeah, You have to follow what your practitioner is telling you to do um, because 
like there's been people that have done serious damage to their body by taking the herbs in the wrong way. Absolutely. But the practitioners that's, told that's... them to use it externally and they boiled it up and drunk it. Exactly. And even in Australia there's been cases where people have been seriously harmed yeah. from those from that from doing that and doing it incorrectly because yeah. they thought so please don't watch this podcast so everyone watching this podcast knows it's not a replacement for real medicine. Yeah. And don't go to Doctor YouTube, go to your real yeah. your yeah. real practitioner. Um, yeah, so that's that's really great. So people can understand that there are lots of different ways and um, sometimes it's um, it's good for for you as a as a consumer of Chinese medicine to be informed about that there are just just to know that there are different ways and um, like sometimes it does take you a lot more effort to make your herbs but you don't have to do it like that forever you might only boil the herbs up for a few days if that's, that's right. what it takes you yeah. don't have to be living like that all the time that's right and then I would rather do it like that and get better quickly mm. than take it like at an easier way, let's say, and then but be sick for a week. That's like, correct. Yeah. yeah, it depends on the patient's condition as yeah. well. So if someone comes in, I mean, you know, uh, often I ask, the, you know, my patients, well, you know, would you rather do it this way and get very mm. quick, much quicker, or mm. would you rather do this? Mm. But sometimes those formulas aren't designed to be taken over a long period of time mm -hmm. and at a very low dose yeah. or an easy way to administer. That's mm. very convenient. Mm. Like the reason we have that we are ill sometimes is because whatever we've been doing needs to change. Yep, yeah. And so this is to elicit that change, this is to help that change for yeah, the patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people really like the process of making the Yeah, that's the other you're thing. you're involved in doing it. You're yeah. actually making your own medicine. Yeah. Um, you're not just opening a bottle and, and, and swallowing yeah. down a few pills. Yeah, I mean, you, you become, you become part of the medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a medicine so for the people. That's that. what it is. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right, great. So another question that um, people sometimes ask is, um, or they worry about is the quality of herbs, um, especially saying Ch when you say Chinese medicine, they think, yeah. oh, it's going to, it's coming from dirty old China, <laughs> um, yeah. and it's like, a, I mean, I, I, China, Simon's been to China many times. I've been to China many times, and um, there's places in China that are absolutely pristine. Oh, without um, a doubt. Places in China that I've been to where you had to be escorted by a member of the Chinese government because foreigners aren't allowed there because they don't want other people messing up the ecosystem in that area. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, yeah, that's yeah. true. We, we, you know, I got a lot of questions myself and, and, and yeah. our company gets a lot of questions. Um, people come up to us at trade shows and all sorts yeah. of stuff and say, you know, are these herbs grown in China? And when you say yes, they just walk away. And um, for a while I was thinking that's a really funny reaction, but then yeah. when I asked those people, excuse me, like, why, why are you yeah. uh, adverse to that? And they say, well, because of the air pollution and the, the oh. soil pollution and all these sort of things. And that's true. Oh. There are a lot of pollution, there are a lot of polluted areas. But got to keep in mind, China is a massive mm. country. Mm. Um, and they are, as you mentioned, there are absolutely pristine areas. Mm. And quite often the, the, the better medicinals are from those areas. So those, those ones that we get, that we, that we import, that are exported by China, are very, very, very beautiful herbs mm. that come mm. from absolutely pristine areas. And China's... Doing, having huge advancements in the way in which they're, they're controlling and, and, mm -hmm. um, and sustaining these herbs. Mm. Um, one example is this thing called woods grown. So it's, it's going to regions where those particular herbs used to be, uh, used to grow wild, so certain elevations, mm -hmm. certain you know, environment. And then um, those herbs are, uh, 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 have been harvested mm -hmm. to the point of near extinction for some, mm -hmm. and so there's, there's the conscientious effort of these regions to go in and replant those areas with those herbs mm. to help to keep to sustain mm. the balance of the ecosystem mm. um, and then sustainably harvesting those herbs and leaving some and 
And, and nowadays in China, it's getting harder and harder to, to export a lot of these herbs mm. because of these environmental protections. Mm. Um, and so quite often there has to be environmental um, impact, like um, uh, uh, studies done yeah. and, and approvals mm. put in place before, that, before those companies or those growers can take those herbs out mm. of that region. So yeah. it's very yeah. strictly controlled, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, just a, it's a common misconception that people think the Chinese don't yeah. care or they see something on the news about like, oh, you've got hepatitis from the berries, so yeah. therefore it applies to everything there. That's and true. yeah, look, um, to be honest and clear, like we've probably both seen things where, um, you know, there's there are things where that people don't care in, in every industry. There are things where people, but there's, there's a lot of industries where they do care like more than they even have to yeah. because they want to produce a really good quality product and they want to and and like you said the market's there for it now that they if they don't follow the guidelines then they won't they yeah. won't be able to produce yeah and, and and you know China's middle class is going through the roof and so there's demand mm. for higher and higher quality herbs mm. and so this demand is going up and up and up and mm. of course with the demand you know mm. people go out and 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 mm. and, and, and make Mm. Make ways to mm. to to make this farming more sustainable. Mm. You know, I, I I gave a lecture the other day about this topic, and when we went and saw some of these uh, some of these growers, they have these huge computer screens, mm. and basically someone just watching the watching the farms by by mm. by um, uh, um, camera twenty four seven, observing these yeah, farms wow. to make sure that, that no one was growing putting pesticides, yeah, wow. no one was putting yeah. fertilizers, yeah. no one was contaminating the soil. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. that's just incredible. Mm. Yeah. 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 I guess there's more competition than ever yes, for that um, for that high quality product, for that that's organic, right. that pesticide free, yeah. that sort of high yeah. quality product, which is really good for our industry. It's great. And it doesn't mean that there aren't other places in the world growing these herbs. You know, so America is mm. you know doing an incredible job with all the the the, mm. the, 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 the things that the, the things the herbs that they're growing. I mean, the American ginseng is a perfect mm. example, but there's many many herbs that are grown. Um, in, in organic farms, biodynamic yeah. farms, in, in regions of the right elevation, the right soil, pH, etc., yeah. etc. Et um, and also in, in Australia, you know, Dr. Brian May, who is out at RMIT, yeah. he's doing incredible research yeah. and, and he's actually growing quite a few yeah. um, herbs in Australia, in Australia, yeah, in well. Victoria. Yeah. Um, so for some people, there's, there's, there's certain herbs that you can do that, they can be moved to different areas and they can grow like this. Um, but in other areas, but for certain particular herbs, they need a particular mm. uh, geographical position um, to become medicinal. Yeah, right. So you yeah. couldn't just put it in a pot plant in your house and no. expect it to be the no, same medicinal right. plant. That's right. Yeah, right. yeah you need yeah. you know everything from the yeah. from from astrological positioning yeah. to to your geological positioning. Um, you know, certain slopes of mountains, certain you know, all these things that make a medicinal plant medicinal. Yeah. And there's things yeah. that are in a medicinal plants that we don't really completely understand. Mm. Um, we just know when it's done like this, it just produces this new alkaloid. This mm. particular alkaloid is higher, and we can test some of these mm. these marker ingredients with with modern um, modern testing methodology. Mm. Yeah, yeah right. methodology. Yeah. yeah. So it's important for some herbs they can't be grown out of China. They, they can't. can't they can't. Some for some herbs, yeah. there's this concept called D Dao, which is yeah. the original growing area. So D Dao is is a concept in Chinese medicine that that means that a particular herb from a particular area mm. is the best from yeah, that region. Right. Yeah. And if it's grown in a different region, it's just not as good. Yeah. Um, and this concept's very hard for 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 Western. Mm 
practitioners even and patients and mm. the Western mind to understand this concept. Mm. Um, I'll give you a story, I'll yeah. give you an okay. example of, um, I met an Indigenous elder, Australian Indigenous elder, who, um, who came to see me as a patient mm. and he was an incredible individual and he was asked, telling me about you know, his, his medicine and mm. he said I hadn't seen such, you know, I love herbal medicine and this reminds me of you know, mm. where I come from, my, my country. And he was explaining to me, he brought in a, a, a plant. Mm. And I said, what's this plant? And what is it for? And he, he mentioned the name of the plant in his language. Mm. And I said, what's the, what's the English name? And he sort of looked at me like, that's a really strange question. Mm. And I, when I, I said, well, maybe, you know, if you can grow it, we can, you know, can it be used medicinally and people can learn more about this plant somehow? And he said, oh, you don't understand this plant has this name and is medicinal because it grows on this particular side of the river in a particular area on, with a particular slope you know, in a particular valley. Yeah, wow. And that's the medicinal plant. Yeah. So that same herb, same species, yeah. same genus, same thing. If you put it on the other side of the river, it's not, not, not considered medicinal. Wow. So this, yeah. is, this is this concept yeah. of Di yeah. Dao. Yeah. 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 And that's yeah. not even Chinese, he's not a Chinese medicine practitioner. No, no, he's not a Chinese, but that, that, that concept yeah. ripples through yeah. all sorts yeah. of herbal medicine. Yeah. 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 It's, it's something that, um, yeah. that, that happens because mm. of that, because of that, mm. that position, that, that, that lands, the, the mm. positioning in the landscape. Yeah. 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 So you can't just take that plant back to the lab and grow it and no. replicate it. No. And, yeah, and so Impossible. that's so important. Impossible. Yeah, right. yeah. So that concept you call that woods growing, right? That, 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 well, that, that comes that, out of that deep. Yeah, woods growing comes out of that concept. Yeah, yeah and wildcrafting is very much that concept mm. in, in, yeah. in, in its actual, fact, in its yeah, actual right. thing. But, yeah. you know, those areas that are, that have these wildcrafting things, so that particular slope, that particular mm. area, because that's a, that has a particular component that's very, very highly sought mm. after, unfortunately what happens is in some cases, um, you know, the, the the herbs are removed. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Which which um, which causes um, which causes further problems, mm. and then and then uh, herbs, certain herbs can actually get to the point where they're where they're so endangered they mm. become they become they become listed. Yeah. Right. So they yeah. get listed on this list called the CITES list. Yeah. Um, and that's that's to look at those endangered species. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what happens um, with companies that want to not they they want to get the herbs from those areas, but they don't want to make the herbs go endangered. Yeah, so that so some companies uh, just ref, you know don't don't have any CITES listed products, yeah. or you um, you can apply and go through the CITES listed to make sure that those mm. herbs have been grown not from those areas. They're not endangering. Yeah. There's 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 um, uh, infrastructure put in place so that so that we're we where this is actually a sustainable yeah, thing. And it, yeah. so if it will come with a site certificate. Okay, yeah. So they know they're, re, they're replanting what's been taken yes, and many after different, those areas. Yes, different ways of, of, of protecting it and yeah. making sure it's environmentally sustainable. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good to know. So um, in talking about the China um, thing where people have, have this concept of things coming out of China not being not maybe not being safe or not being they're not sure about it mm. um, another question that I get asked a lot is um, and when you say oh, I'm a Chinese medicine practitioner oh but um, you know what about the cruelty to animals that yeah. the Chinese do um, and there's some herbs that um, don't you have to be don't you have to be participatory in that cruelty to animals to get those herbs so yeah. one of those herbs that um, you've 
actually done, like Simon Spears has actually done something about that, is um, called Urge Owl, which is donkey hide gelatin. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that? And what yeah, I mean, about? cruelty to animals is not exclusive to any particular race or mm. creed of people. Of course. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's everywhere, isn't it? And, mm. um, and unfortunately, if there, there is that perception in, in the media about, uh, you know, bile, you know, mm. gallbladders and bile and all these sort of yeah. things and, and you know, tiger's feet yeah. and, or, you know, you, yeah. you name it, like, any kind of, it's, just, it's very yeah. um, sensationalised. Mm, mm. um, but, but it is a reality, you mm. know, a, a lot of those, uh, some of those, those herbs are medicinal um, or have been over the thousands of years mm. of, of trial and error through Chinese medicine. So, yeah, this recently, um, there has there was some some footage of this uh, you know the cruelty to, to these uh, donkeys because mm. in the same way as that we use gelatin from a from a cow uh, from the, the hide of a cow um, they do they use the hide of a donkey it's just yeah. a different way of getting the gelatin yeah. it produces it's a very particular kind of herb and it's a very very strong very powerful herb mm. um, to to stop bleeding and to help supplement the blood the blood mm. so it's very very good for sort of blood loss um, in in humans but but the herb, um, there, there are quite often some cruel practices that mm. are done, and and when sometimes the, the price of this herb has just skyrocketed, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that has has uh, given birth to a not so not so nice kind yeah. of ethical yeah. uh, business practices. So we decided that until we could guarantee one hundred percent that. That this product was coming from, uh, you know, has been has been looked at and assessed by you know, animal well, welfare um, act, uh, you know, organisations. Yeah, yeah. Then we weren't going to use that herb, and we weren't mm. going to supply it at all yeah, right. in Australia. So we literally just stopped supplying that herb yeah. because there was, you know, we trust who, mm. who makes it for it, but but we wanted to double check mm. all that all that that mm. chain, and make sure that we weren't contributing yeah, right. to the cruelty of those animals. Yeah. 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 Um, but of course, we have to come up with uh, with alternatives as well mm. to that to that product. Um, so we found a product that was that was suitable, and it had been checked by um, you know animal welfare organisations. Mm. It was a um, it was from a bovine gelatin. Um, you know, it was all grass fed. It was you know mm. it was so it was we knew that it was ethically sourced, mm. and it was wasn't as good as the mm. the original herb. But we were more than happy, and we encouraged practitioners. Um, to 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 accept that compromise mm. on the behalf of of so that we aren't mm. contributing to the suffering of those animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, like, it, it's there's not that many companies that would choose, um, like, I guess, not to make money over being ethical and, and having that having welfare mm. for for people or, yeah. and, and and animals and. So that's great. Yeah. So thanks very much, um, um, Simon, for being on the podcast today and thanks, um, chatting about all these different issues that um, they're so topical and they're so important. And I think it's good that we can all be informed and know more about um, what we're putting into our bodies in herbs and where our herbs come from and just the different options that are available. So you can check out Simon's um, website, Empirical Health. Um, we'll put the um, link in the description below. And um, then you can check out the, the, the AAA testing that he does and um, all the different aspects of how he sources the, these ethical products and all the different things. So it's really um, fantastic to, um, to have you. Yeah, today. thanks so much for having me, Marie. It's been a pleasure.